Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And there are a couple of things I wanted to dive into today. I wanted to uh, first acknowledge that yesterday, which unfortunately I could not I could not find the time that I needed to produce a quality episode. Yesterday was the Feast of St. Crispin's, and nobody has any idea. If you offered someone, if you offered a, a, a Catholic um, $1,000 to tell you about St. Crispin, I have no idea. But what St. Crispin is known for, you know, amongst people who uh, study literature, is that in Shakespeare's Henry V, there's the famous St. Crispin's Day speech on the eve of the Battle of Agincourt. Now, Agincourt is uh, considered one of the most decisive battles of the Hundred Years' War, because, after all, if you're going to fight, why not make it a hundred years? Um, but, uh, according to Shakespeare... Henry V delivered a rousing speech uh, on the, the eve of St. Christmas Day, and then they had the massive Battle of Agincourt, where the English longbowmen uh, decisively defeated the French. It wasn't all about the longbowmen. I mean, if you look at it historically, and, and you know, as many historians have said, it was also about the fact that the French just, you know, they 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 came on too strong, it was muddy, um, you know, they, they just, they came across the, 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 the battlefield, it was, it was bad strategy, bad tactics, and they paid the price for it, they paid the price, uh, terribly so, with, uh, the massive losses, there's over 6,000 French losses to only, uh, a couple of hundred English losses, but it was at a time where the French were looking to put the English, uh, completely to, to, to destroy, the remnants of their army, which was retreating. And, uh, and Henry went out there. The only major casualty for the English side was the Duke of York. Um, so you had that. And the speech of, of Crispian is very well known for its, uh, the famous quote, you know, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother, being ne'er so vile this day, shall gentle his condition. And the Band of Brothers, um, that quote has been used numerous times. There are reports that uh, it was used before the Battle, Battle of Trafalgar by uh, Nelson. Uh, there was a famous uh, HBO series, Band of Brothers, with um, David Schwimmer, Ross from... Uh, Friends, and I, I never watched Friends. I didn't, uh, you know, and a lot of people that used to watch it. As those of you who know me know, I don't, I don't watch TV series. I really don't. But he was in it, and it was, uh, uh, you know, he was this, uh, he was an officer. And uh, I think it was Donnie Wahlberg was also in it, uh, of New Kids on the Block fame. Um, it was become a, a very decent actor in his own right. Uh, him and his brother Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Those of you who are older will recognize those names. You younger ones will not. But the New Kids on the Block were a boy band uh, par excellence. Okay, I mean, like imagine 
and Sync and the Backstreet Boys and all these other groups put together and you can begin to get a sense of what the new kids on the block are. And uh, brilliantly, they are touring. You know, they, they go on tours every so often because and this is you've got to hand it to them. Right now, think about it. So now the new kids on the block are touring and you'd be like, oh God, this is 30 years after their prime. Yes, but here's the deal. All of the people, the, the, the girls that followed them when they were, you know, the boy band, okay? And they were, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old and they were obsessed. With, Who's your favorite new kid? Oh, mine is Joe. No, Jordan. No, Donnie. Now, all of these women are, you know, they, they're, they're working full time. They're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to pay $400 for a ticket so I can go and, you know, meet up with, with Joe beat backstage. Or I'm going to meet up with Donnie backstage and I'm going to be like, you know what? I've loved you since 1987. So brilliant on them. Good on them. You know, I, I support that. But anyway, um, the, the series Band of Brothers, I've watched a couple of it, a couple of episodes. Um, well, very well done. But St. Christian's Day yesterday, Battle of Agincourt, still a, a bit of a, a ranking thing. I remember in the series Top Gear, uh, Jeremy Clarkson was talking to a French driver at one point um, of cars. And he, he was like, he made a comment about, what was it? He said, oh, and you know, uh, would you say that, you know, it's because of, um, you know, the longer bows managed to do something. There's something... He made a long, but then he turned to the camera and he's like, I just got an Agincourt reference. And so you see, it's 600 years later. It's still a topic. It's still topical. Okay. And you still have Englishmen who are, you know, very, very proud of the victory. I mean, the French, you could argue, could be like, that's great. You won a bunch of battles. The bottom line is how much French territory to the British alone? Uh, yeah, none of it. So we go here and there. What I really wanted to talk about, though, today, because I've had a lot of questions from students lately about the Supreme Court. Now, in America, we have an election coming up uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, presidential election, yes. But also um, an election in which the Senate is up for grabs, which, if you follow my podcast, I have talked before about the fact that winning the Senate is almost a priority for the Democrats over winning the presidency. Don't no, no, get me wrong, this is not to say at all that they're not looking to win the presidency. They certainly are. And a lot of, uh, the hope is that, the hope is that it will be a complete uh, flush down the ballot, meaning that they'll win the presidency, the, the Democrats will, and that it will also get, because enough people come out to vote for the presidency, they will make sure that they vote down the ticket. They'll vote for the Democrats who are running for the uh, Senate. They'll vote for Democrats who are running for uh, the House. They'll vote for Democrats who are running for local office. You know, that's what they're hoping. And I think that there's a very good chance of that. Um, <clears throat> now, the, the big issue, though, right now, and something that's happened today... Uh, and, and it's a done deal at the time of my talking about this, is the Supreme Court 
and the uh, confirmation of uh, Amy Coney Barrett. She has been confirmed by the Senate to the Supreme Court, 40, uh, 52 to 48, I believe it was, along party lines. Now, President Trump, and, and say what you will about him, and there is much that one can say about him uh, on either side, but certainly, you know, he has managed to put three justices on the Supreme Court. Now, this, if you don't know American politics, if you're listening from another country, you might be like, oh, what does this mean? This is extremely rare. It is so rare that a president gets, a president is lucky if he gets one or two Supreme Court justices. Trump has now had three. Now, granted, one of them, the first one, was because the Republican Senate, when President Obama was finishing out his final year, he had a constitutional right to appoint someone and, well, to to put someone up for appointment. And the Senate was supposed to do their due diligence and they were supposed to take a vote on this person. Now, Mitch McConnell, who is the current Senate Majority Leader, said, we're not going to do that. So there was no vote on the suggestion, the the appointment of the suggestion of President Obama. And now as soon as President Trump won the election and the Republicans held on to the Senate, the Senate is where the Supreme Court is decided, they immediately put someone in, they, they filled the space. And the argument was, well, you know what, we're not going to vote, we're not going to put someone up there in an election year because it's, it's not right. We should let the people make the choice. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with saying the people should vote, and if they vote for someone, they should get the choice. Fine. Later on, <clears throat> uh, the Republicans put another, you know, another uh, justice retired, and then uh, Brett Kavanaugh, um, who apparently had, you know, I, I believe it was close to a quarter million dollars in debt that just disappeared. Uh, where it disappeared, we don't know. But there are some questions about that. Uh, he was appointed. He was confirmed, despite the fact that there were many allegations about his uh, lack of moral character. But fine. You know, that's the way it goes. The real problem was when Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. And when she passed away uh, a little over a month ago, many people said, okay, well, Republicans... It's an election year. Now, your argument in 2016 was it's an election year. We're not going to seat a justice because we think the people should have their say. But this year, Mitch McConnell said, absolutely not. We're going to seat a justice. Now, he defended it by saying, well, in this case, both the Senate and the White House are in the hands of Republicans. The irony of this is that in another week and a half after the election, well, not in a week and a half they'll be in the elections, it'll still take time before, it'll be January before anyone takes their seating, but the irony is that they might not be in charge in either position 
you the way that the polling is looking right now, and don't get me wrong, polling can be off, but it's looking like former Vice President Joe Biden is going to win the presidency and the Senate is going to flip to the Democrats, which essentially means that the seating of uh, now, we can call her now, Justice, uh, you know, Amy Coney Barrett, is kind of, you're, 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 it's like an 11th hour type deal. You're slipping someone in at the end. Now, what does this mean? Well, this means the following. Number one, and this is why it's important. Number one, it creates a six to three conservative majority on the bench of the Supreme Court. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, but conservatives in the United States, Republicans, are determined to overthrow certain decisions. And they are the following. They want to overturn Roe vs. Wade. Roe vs. Wade is the decision that legalized abortion. It, rather, it, it, it left it up to, you know, it, it made it so that um, women in any state had the right to an abortion. Now, they've been fighting this. Mind you, uh, many people are confused about this. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, if it were to be overturned, it would have to go to the Supreme Court. The, the Supreme Court, right now, if the Supreme Court was faced with it, a very good chance they would overturn Roe versus Wade. What that would simply do is it would simply return abortion to the states, meaning that in states like New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, California, abortion would still be legal. However, in many states, especially in the middle of the country, conservative states, they could make abortion illegal. What was concerning to me I have to say was the following. Because it's fine. You're going to return it to the states. That's the way it was before. It's not making abortion illegal. It's not making abortion illegal. It's returning it to the states. What's concerning to me was the fact that when Judge Barrett was asked in a very truncated or shortened uh, Q&A session about what if a state, let's say for argument's sake that a state declared that abortion was a capital crime, meaning abortion was murder, and therefore murder, in many states that have the death penalty, murder can be, uh, um, can be you know, attributed to the death penalty. Uh, especially because abortion is, by its very nature, premeditated. You go in for the procedure or you take the pills for the procedure. It's premeditated. Okay, There's no question about that. The real issue, though, is that she was asked, well, would you be okay with that if a state, whatever state it was, and I'm not going to call any states out because I have love for all of my listeners across these great 50 states and in numerous countries. Judge Barrett refused to answer the question of whether she would be okay with that or not. That's a problem. I had a discussion with one of my uh, very good friends who's a lawyer. I, I, I won't mention his name, but he's a lawyer. And he's, he's much smarter than I am about 
legal issues. But I said, what if someone set up a company, let's say New Jersey. Let's just say for argument's sake, just just for kicks. Let's say that um, uh, uh, Kentucky made abortion illegal. And someone from New Jersey paid to have someone from Kentucky come to New Jersey so that they could have an abortion. Would this be, would Kentucky be able to be like, well, we're going to charge this person with murder. We're going we're gonna to charge this person with a lot of stuff. Um, and he said, this is a very good question. I don't know the answer to it. And the fact that he couldn't give me an answer, I mean, aside from the fact that most lawyers don't like to give answers to things, um, it was questionable. It was very questionable. I am concerned about this. Um, aside from the fact that also Judge, now Justice uh, Barrett, um, is fairly... The, the group she belongs to, the religious group she belongs to, was the group that, if I, and if I'm wrong, correct me, but I, I'm pretty sure I read this on multiple sites. It's what uh, Maria Atwood, the author of The Handmaiden's Tale, cited as her inspiration. Now, if you haven't read The Handmaiden's Tale, um, please go do that. There are very few things that I encourage you to read, um, no matter what age. Uh, several of them are things, I mean, two of them are George Orwell. Uh, Animal Farm should be read by everyone. I don't care what age you are. I was in seventh grade when I read it. So if you're in fifth, sixth, seventh grade, read Animal Farm. 1984, probably my favorite book um, of all time. Um, a book that I feel is absolutely, I mean, today more than ever, it, it's scary how much 1984 gels with what's going on today. Um, Handmaid's Tale, that's another one. You read it. And it's how women can find themselves in a situation where they are... <clears throat> Reduced to um, property, essentially. And there are, unfortunately, there are some women who are okay with that. You know, they're okay with that. Um, no women in, in my household are okay with that. No women that I associate with are okay with that because I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in the company of a woman who is okay with being determined that she was property. Um, this is something up with which I will not put, and I will uh, uh, I will go down fighting for this cause, and go down fighting with women who would fight for this. Hopefully, we don't. <clears throat> now, the Supreme Court. Here's the interesting thing: the reason why a lot of people have suggested that the Republicans wanted to get that extra seat is because the election coming up. There's a lot of talk of what's going to happen. Now, I'm going to make this very quick. Basically, the election coming up is going to go one of a couple of ways. It's going to be very tight, or it's going to be a landslide, or it's going to be up in, up in the air. If it is up in the air, if there are questions about the voting, and many of, again, I'm just, I'm just stating fact. I'm, again, if you know me, you know, 
I'm being fair. I'm not calling them out. I'm just stating what's happened. So the Republicans are claiming that this is going to be a fraudulent election. Okay. If the Department of Justice and if the states fight over whether or not that an election in a particular state was fraudulent, whether it had been interfered with, it's going to be an issue of, well, could they count the electors? If they cannot, and if no candidate gets 270 electoral votes, then it's going to go down to the states. Now, currently, the Republicans have more state legislatures than Democrats. So you could have a situation, and the Supreme Court is definitely going to be called into this. They're going to be called into it. You could have a situation where, just for argument's sake, and again, I'm not, I'm not predicting anything. Joe Biden wins 10 million more popular votes than Donald Trump. And the Electoral College, he ends up with 350 votes, 370, whatever. But because there are questions, the Department of Justice could be like, well, we're not going to allow this to stand. We have to go down. So Joe Biden could win both the Electoral College and the popular vote by over 10 million votes and still lose the presidency. Now, what would happen here? I don't know. I am really hoping this is not the case. I am really hoping this doesn't happen. But it could. It could happen. All right? We don't know. And we're, we're going to find out later. But the problem is that in 2000, those of you who are old enough to remember 2000, in 2000, the vote in Florida came down to 537 votes. And it went up to the Supreme Court to determine whether they were going to continue the recount or not. The Supreme Court in 2000 was conservative. It was 5 to 4. And they ruled on a party-line vote, they ruled not to continue the recount. And so George W. Bush, governor of Texas, won the election, and Vice President Al Gore lost the election, over 537 votes. My point here is saying that this is the quickest confirmation in uh, modern history, you would have to go back. I, I, I don't even, I was looking it up today earlier and I was struggling to find where there had been a quicker confirmation of Supreme Court justice. And so, uh, this is, by the way, a lifetime appointment. So, she can, if she lives another 40 years, 50 years, which you know, listen, I don't, I don't wish ill on anyone. I hope she does. I, I hope she lives as long as, I always say, you know, live as long as it's worth living, you know. Um, we all want to live a long life. I want to live a long life. You know, I don't want to live a life to the point where the last 10 years of my life are miserable years where I'm, you know, I'll do this, that. I mean, you know, I have, look, I have a puppy right now. And she's 17 years old, my little toy poodle. Yes, that's right, it's a toy poodle. Poodles are amongst the greatest dogs in the entire world. Um, standard poodles will, uh, you know, you, you do not mess with them. 
okay, because they're bigger than most dogs. People talk about things like pit bulls and stuff. Now, standard poodles are just as big, and they're just as ferocious. And poodles, it comes from the German puddle, a dog that was used when you were hunting to go and, and you would, you know, you would, you would shoot or bow and arrow, uh, you know, the, the, the goose or the, the duck, and then the poodle would go into the water and grab it and, and bring it back to you. So poodles are, are, you know, they, they are, you know, bad, you know, what dogs, okay? They, they are not to be trifled with. And my little girl, my little, my little girl, um, she's 17, okay, my dog. And she's still, you know, I mean, her vision has pretty much gone. Her hearing is bad. But I'll tell you what, if you have a piece of food, she will find you from halfway across the universe and run after you and, and get you. And I always say, you know, she's still, you know, she's got the thing that all people with, have, with old age have. When you get older, you end up having problems, you know. It's just part of life. That's what happens. Some people don't. Some people are, you know, up until the very end are great. Some people, it, it becomes a case of, you know, I mean, my grandfather... My grandfather was in fantastic shape until like basically the last two years of his life. And then everything went downhill. But I mean, until then, uh, the first 90 years were phenomenal for him. And that's what I always say, you know. I always hope that people live as, as long as they, you know, as they can without it being bad. Because no one wants to live in a case where it's like, you know, I mean, really, do you want to be in a situation where it's like, oh boy, you know, I... I need to have someone come and clean me after I use the bathroom. No, no one wants that. It's it's silly. It's worse than silly. It's stupid. Anyway, my point with this is I hope she lives a long life, but I will tell you the following. If the Democrats do take the Senate and win the presidency, here's where all bets are off. It's like that scene from the great movie... Snatch. All bets are off, okay? The Democrats have talked about expanding the Supreme Court from nine justices. To how many? Depends. But the issue is that because the Republicans have forced through uh, a justice, the Democrats have said, you know, we can... Because there's nothing that says you can't expand the Supreme Court. Now, this was suggested once. Here we go with history. You know as a historian, I'm going to bring this up. Franklin Roosevelt, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He suggested back in the 30s, I want to say it was 36, where he said we should add a Supreme Court justice position for every Supreme Court justice that's over a certain age. And... The American people kind of flipped out about it because as Miss Lujak, and Miss Lujak, I really hope one day you listen to my podcast. She was my history teacher in uh, high school and one of the most important people in me being who I am as a history teacher. So Ms. Lujak used to say, you know, the, the, the Supreme Court, the Americans view the Supreme Court as a sacred cow. And it's true. The Supreme Court is supposed to be nonpartisan, meaning they're, they're supposed to be like, we don't care if you are a Republican, Democrat, whatever. 
We're making decisions based upon the law. And we are protecting the Constitution. And everyone wants the Constitution protected. And so they're, they're supposed to be like, listen, I, you know, maybe I'm a conservative and I don't like this, but based on the Constitution, I'm going to rule this way. Or I'm a liberal and I wish I could change the law, but that's not my job. My job is to rule based upon the Constitution. And they do that. But at this point right now, I really feel that the Democrats have a large amount of support for expanding the Supreme Court. So what would that mean? How many justices would they add? I don't know. There's talk about bringing it up to par with the the federal, the the appellate courts. Um, But they could add another six justices. If they add another six justices... That would pretty much turn from a 6-3 to advantage for the conservatives, it would turn into a 9-6 to advantage for the liberals. And they would be appointing individuals who are young because it's a lifetime appointment, so you don't have to worry about getting fired. And this would be, uh, you know, forever. Fun fact, don't even have to have a law degree to become a Supreme Court justice. Um, So if if, uh, Vice President... Biden is listening to this. If you win the election, um, I am definitely open to becoming a Supreme Court justice. Uh, I think I'd make an excellent Supreme Court justice, even though I have no law degree or you know, history in the law. But, you know, I've coached mock trial, and uh, I, I like to think that I know what I'm talking about. I actually think I know more about the law than most you know people and, and Especially, there are several justices right now that I really feel I do know more about the law than them. Uh, but that's just because I care about it, and I'm I'm very I'm I'm a very big fan of Western, what we call Western liberal democracy. Okay, not liberal like Democrat or anything like that. Just liberal democracy, meaning we we support things, and uh, you know with, with uh, how things are going right now. So we'll see. But we're, we're going to see what happens. Um, you know, the, the Republicans have hit. Who knows? Is it going to, is the election going to be decided by the courts? If it is, they've definitely got an advantage. If it's not, mm, the Democrats are going to come in there and probably, um, you know, what we call stack the court. But uh, we'll have to see. So we will have to see. In any case, uh, for all of you who have any questions, comments, things to say about what I've been talking about, uh, please go forward and do that. Uh, in, in other cases, I'm going to wish you all a wonderful rest of your week, and I hope that you are safe wherever you are. I hope that you're, you know, please, you know, social distancing, wear a mask, be smart. It has nothing to do with whether you're a Republican or Democrat or communist or whatever. It's just about just just do the right thing. We want to get rid of this stupid, stupid virus as soon as we can. And we're working on it. And we're getting there. We are getting there. Okay. Um, you know, we're hoping we're getting a vaccine by the new year. Uh, I really hope so. Okay. Again, it has nothing to do with what you believe in politically. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat. Look, whatever you are, we all hope that we get a vaccine, and we get a vaccine very quickly. We all hope that this this terrible pandemic,
pandemic is over as soon as it is. That, that doesn't make any difference what you are, okay? We all hope that. And if you don't, then there's something wrong with you, all right? Whoever's president, whoever's in charge, it doesn't matter. Just let's, let's focus on what's important. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions or comments, please do send them to me. Um, you know, at Antonius Optimus, my Instagram after school history, and you know that you can always go on with my podcast and uh, make comments to me. So until then, I will see you all next week. Enjoy. Bye bye.